This is 90 Day CEO, the podcast created for service-driven entrepreneurs who want to get their talents and their gifts out into the world where dreamers come to get actionable steps to build their online businesses. We are Mooj and Melissa, co-founders of 90 Day CEO, and we are on our own mission to support those of you who want to get gritty and real to build your life without the BS. You want to get your passion into the world? Let's get down to build a business. All right, 90 Day fam, welcome back. Mooch here, and I have a very special guest and a good friend of mine on the podcast today. I cannot wait to introduce you to Kat Sanuski, her journey, her entire just empire that she's built over the last few years. I have had the pleasure of interacting and now working with her in a new capacity, which we cannot wait to share with you at the end of this podcast. But until then, Kat, welcome, 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 welcome to 90 Day CEO, the podcast. Ah, thank you, Mooj. I'm super happy to be here and just to chat today. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited. Kat is an entrepreneur, uh, former and current yoga instructor, which is awesome. I cannot wait. We have so many instructors that find us here and would love to just dive right into your journey and start as far back as you can remember from your entrepreneurship journey. And just to kind of set the the lay of the land and where you really started, I'd love to start with that. All right. So let's see, how far, how far back do we want to go? So <laughs> where my entrepreneurial journey really started, like I obviously didn't plan any of this in high school and college and all of that. I studied psychology actually in college. And I've already, I've always really been fascinated with like why people do what they do and more of that piece of human interaction and just understanding people in a deeper layer. And I've always felt kind of like pulled to help people in general, but um, never really could have imagined it coming together like this. And I started out as a yoga instructor. Yoga really changed my life. I lost my brother when I was 22 in college, which was obviously like devastating for me in a really hard time. And I found yoga like a year after that. And it totally changed my life as far as just the way I showed up in life and my mindset, my health, everything basically. So naturally I started, I jumped into getting my um, certification like I think within five months of my first yoga class, it was just like dove right into it. And I was working in full-time in in, uh, sales, corporate sales and business management for several years, climbing the corporate ladder, doing that whole thing while growing my love for yoga on the side. And I got to a point after several years where I was just feeling so burnt out and really just getting to that point that probably a lot of people have been at. And I know from your story, Mooch, you can relate to this because I know you've had a similar um, path with this, but just to that point where is this, is this it? Like, is this really what I'm doing with my life is like, it doesn't feel fulfilling. I don't feel super excited. I feel like I don't have any time for myself. And at that point I took off on a yoga, my first yoga retreat And was feeling super guilty of taking time off work because when you're in that corporate hustle, it's like just sacrifice yourself nonstop and keep trying to be the best employee ever. But 
um, I took off like kind of spontaneously on a yoga retreat that was only a month away. And that just gave me so much clarity and space to think of really what I wanted out of my life. And I really just wanted that feeling to last forever. So that's been the driving force around this kind of path, this winding path into entrepreneurship of, I want to live a life by, I like I use this term a lot, life by design, where I want to live a life that is exactly matched to like how I feel and what I want to see in the world. And that kind of naturally evolved from teaching yoga, doing tons more yoga teacher trainings um, in a short amount of time, and then starting my events company, Be Well Events, while I was still living in Boston, working in corporate sales. I started this events company in Portland, back in Maine, where I was from. And that just like grew a lot of momentum and excitement. And I eventually left corporate and dove into full-time entrepreneurship of teaching yoga and um, leading wellness events and pop-up events. Started my first festival, Be Well Fest, back in 2019 was the first one in January. And that was super exciting. And then over this time, I started having a lot of um, people ask, you know, how can I grow on Instagram? How can I grow my community? How can I do plan events like this? You know, so I started doing a lot of free coaching around like brand building, social media marketing, and event planning. And I did never thought of that as being an actual business of turning that into an offer until I went to a business, I mean, a random business event that was really inspiring and amazing. And I met what became my business coach and signed up, like jumped into a year long mastermind and built out all of my, like the beginning of my coaching business. And then that's just, of course, grown and expanded. And now I do all the things, (laughs) business coaching for wellness entrepreneurs, specifically growing an online business as well as I still teach yoga and my do my events as well. And that's been a little bit different in the last couple of years with everything that's happened. That's shifted and changed. But trying to stay as concise as possible, that's my journey. I think I did pretty well with not going... I, well, I was going to say, anyone who's listening, Kat's life seems really boring, huh? Um, <laughs> you've just been able to... And I, I love hearing this. Um, and for anyone listening who knows the struggle of like, huh, it almost, you have to like go back in time and say like, shit, like I did a lot. I've done a lot and like celebrate that because it's beautiful. One thing that I really want to point out that I think you've done really well and a lot of people, and this is probably why your business grew so organically is because people saw you building a business around the lifestyle that you wanted to live versus building a lifestyle around the business you wanted to grow. And I think that is like the biggest differentiator between someone really growing a business and loving the life that they are creating and choosing versus like creating another job for yourself. Because I've also worked with entrepreneurs who are like, Mooch, I left my nine to five and all I did was created a six to nine and I get paid less. I have to pay for health insurance. (laughs) Right? And I don't get benefits yet. (laughs) And I think that's like something that you've, you've been able to do really well. So if you can speak a little bit more to that too, because there is an ounce of like letting a lot of the shoulds in your life go 
around like, well, no, I like shouldn't be able to like work from wherever or I'm leaving this corporate sales job. And like, there's just a lot of like surrendering and breaking free and letting go that I'm sure you had to experience. Oh my God. Yeah. And that's just such a beautiful angle that you uh, brought it to there because like I mentioned before, the life by design, like that is such a huge driving force behind really everything that I do. And, and I try to commit to following what lights me up as much as possible. And that's where I find people find the most success and fulfillment in their work is really honing in on what they love about the process. And that doesn't mean to say, of course, like as entrepreneurs, we know we have to do stuff that we don't necessarily want to do or love to do. And that's part of it. But the more that you can truly find what excites you the most about your work and weave more of that in, like I always say, one of my one of my biggest KPIs, key performance indicators is how much did I, how much fun did I have? last quarter? How much fun? What, what areas of my work did I have the most fun in? For me, that usually comes back to like retreats and events and community and bringing that together. So it's even like, okay, even if this isn't the biggest ROI for me, I enjoy it. And that doesn't mean that it won't be the biggest ROI, but just in it, you know, if, if you are having fun and you are enjoying it, it doesn't need to be the bulk of your income, or it doesn't need to be like a huge, um, money generating part of your business, but it's important to allow yourself to have those experiences and those pieces of your work that make you really happy. I love that. And it's, it's looking at value just differently, right? I think our society is so caught up in, you know, what makes us successful is the money, the things, the whatever. And I talk about this so much and I, I hope it resonates with those listening. Like abundance isn't a thing. Like abundance and living an abundant life doesn't mean you have more money, more cars, more whatever. Abundance is actually like a state of consciousness. Yeah, right? I love And that. abundance is like something that you choose. And so I think Kat, what I'm hearing from you is like, even like measuring a KPI, did I have a fun month? Like I fucking love that. And I think that's something that like more entrepreneurs and especially like conscious entrepreneurs and humans are starting to do more of, which I'm so glad about because it's really not about the money. Like no one's on their deathbed being like, wow, I'm so glad I made, you know, a shit ton of money. Like, no, you're like, did I love my life? Did I enjoy my life? Well, that's so good. I had this conversation over the weekend actually with my mom (laughs) and we were talking, but we were talking about it and we were talking about work and and things like that. And just about how when people and, and just values and really what matters in life and what's the most important. And we were talking about when exactly that, when people get to the end of their life, they're not saying, man, I really wish I made more money. I wish that I like was dying with all of this money stacked up. No. They're saying, I wish I had more time or, you know, I wish that I could experience these things with my loved ones. I wish I, it's more time that people want. So that's like part of business too. And I know that you'll agree with this as, as a coach is like, if you value your time, then like you can always make more money. You can always make money back. And I think of this a lot with like investing in, in business is like, if that's going to save you time and helps collapse time for you, then that's worth it to me because like when I'm making those decisions, because you 
you can't get your time back. You can get your money back. You can always make more money. You can always get money back. I love that. I love that. That's huge. And I think too, one thing that really strikes me about you and your story is grief, right? Like that's how Melissa and I had connected. And I think, um, you know, thank you for sharing that with our community. And, you know, I, I really do think that grief puts so much into perspective. And for anyone listening, I don't want you to wait for a situation like that for you to actually see the value of your time in your life. Like Kat and I were probably sprung into like a whole different experience or perspective because of grief. But I truly believe that like, as soon as we can start seeing life as like, like, I truly believe that we don't need to wait for grief to actually show us perspective. We can't, we can't wait for that because then it's too late, you know? And, and I think that's a really beautiful perspective, Kat, that you and I share and Melissa, right? Um, because of our journeys and our stories. And, um, you know, it's probably given you a lot of peace to be able to say like, no, my life is, is valued by, you know, the number of like belly laughs that I had this month, not about the number of like bills coming into my account. Right. Right. And of course, like on the financial piece, yes, that can help. (laughs) Like, yeah, of course you want to be making money in your business. And that's like a great goal to reach for the stars in your financial goals because it can lead into, but it's not the, it's not like, Exactly. Getting that income is not going to snap your fingers and make you love your work if you don't love it while you're working towards it. 100%. And about the grief, yeah, I think that's amazing that you said that too, because yes, like really painful times can be catalysts for massive growth and, and like big changes. And I really think that some of the most painful times are more done for us than to us because they can, you know, be turned into something good. And also exactly what you said. I think that people sometimes do like, well, I'm, I'm still waiting for that, (laughs) for the downfall to be able to rise from it. It's like, no, rise now and be grateful if you aren't, you haven't had to experience that. Exactly. Yes. A hundred percent. So Kat, for someone listening, and I want to shift gears because I know that you have so much experience in like sacrificing and surrendering and especially with like leaving a corporate job, turning into, you know, a yoga instructor. Like there is so much around and especially in fitness, right? This like glorification of grinding, right? And hustling and being in the hustle bustle. And so I'd love for you to a share your experience a little bit more around your journey of like being able to compromise with yourself and being able to sacrifice some of the things that felt like they were weighing you down or holding you back. And also this like idea of glorifying maybe like the peace and the, the, the balance. Right. So do you mind sharing a little bit more about that? Yeah, for sure. So a huge piece for me personally, I mean, this has probably been said a thousand times, but like always gratitude, always coming back to gratitude and focusing on that. But deeper than that, 
for me, it's really been tapping into like my inner knowing and my intuition in a, in a larger way so that I'm not listening to all the noise around me because everyone thinks that you should do something different with your life or your business. Or like you said, there are so many shoulds that you're always going to get. And it's like, I still get bombarded with them. And even if you, you know, even coaches or other people on social media, or like there's all different opinions that are coming at you at all times. And I think one of the best ways to really be strong against that is to be so grounded in your personal truth and really gaining clarity around what are those things for me? Like, what do, like, what are my values? What do I, what am I doing this for? Like, what do I want my legacy to be? What do I want people to remember me for? Like, what is the most important And then it's easier to say no to the things that don't align with that. And I am a big fan of like full body yeses and really feeling into the decision. And I do take time with, you know, if, if an opportunity comes up, it's something that I sit and actually feel into in my body and ask my intuition, like, is this a yes or a no? (laughs) And I feel like I can feel this is a yes and this is a no. And I have it's always a work in process, of course. So if you are someone that's like, yeah, I'm trying to do that, but it's (laughs) like, I don't either trust what I'm getting or it doesn't seem logical, then I totally understand that. And I've also been there where I'm like, my body is telling me to do this and it doesn't make sense. Or like, examples would be so helpful. And this is almost a silly example, but I'm going to give it anyway. So there was a brand photo shoot and video shoot that I was looking at doing, and it was expensive. It was like uh, $5,500 or something like that. And so to me, I'm like, that's a little reckless. Like, am I going to really spend this amount of money to get some photos done? <laughs> like, that's kind of stupid. I can do a photo shoot for like a couple hundred dollars. Um, so seems like a trivial, like random example, but it's just something that's on my mind. And I really felt into it. And I like went to yoga and I really asked my intuition and myself of like, is this the move? Do is this really something that's like a full body? Yes. Or is it a no? And I was like, yes, I just really feel like this is, this is the thing to do. I did it. What happened from that, um, photo shoot obviously had the most amazing day. It was like, just so much fun. It was a full day photo and video shoot. I then ended up getting my website done using all those photos for my new website. I had a brand video, like all of that. I I signed multiple new clients to my high level program. And actually at that video shoot, we asked someone to come model and she is an amazing woman and a wellness leader. And she actually ended up signing up for my high level mastermind. So just from that photo shoot, I actually ended up making, if you look at it like that, money off of that day and that rippled out further. So that's a decision that I was like, logically, it seems like a waste of money. Logically, it doesn't really seem like that's going to be the best decision, but I just kind of blindly trusted myself and like this pull to do it. And I went with it. So like that is, I guess, one tangible experience. Obviously, every coaching investment that I've ever done, I feel like has been the same story. Well, and it's funny you say that it was like blind for you. And I look at that and I'm like, no, you're a visionary. Like you see opportunity, right? And it's beautiful. And I think too, like 
any any mastermind that I've you know gotten into or massive expense that I've you know whatever invested in, there are some sure that I'm like, damn, they could have charged me 10x and I still would have paid it because this is amazing. There are others that I'm like, shoot, was this a great idea? I don't know. And I'm going to look for opportunities that actually make sense for me. Right. And so it's like, it's, yeah, it's like seeing opportunity and, and becoming and stepping into that vision of, well, okay. So it's not serving me in the way that I thought it could, but maybe there's another avenue here for me. Maybe there's another way for me to explore. So for someone who's like, really trying to discern the full body. Like, I, it's so funny that you say this because this is my year of like full body fuck yes. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. Yes. Um, and so for someone who is trying to learn to, you know, really trust their intuition and lean into that and feel into it, have there been any practices that have helped you in doing so? The most beneficial practice for me, I would say to build self-trust is actually doing it because I think that if when it's like following through with your commitments too is a big one for me, because if you tell yourself you're going to do something and you don't do it, then each time that's kind of like breaking down your self-trust. But if you tell yourself you're going to do, and even if that means like, slightly changing your goals or giving yourself goals that you know you're going to accomplish to build the self-trust. Like I think that can be a really beneficial practice of, of even starting small sometimes and and doing that for yourself. Like, okay, this is what I'm going to do and showing up and doing that. And the more that you do it, the more that you build it, which I feel like is, it's kind of like anything, right? Like the more that you practice it, the better you get at it. Yeah. It's just funny that I feel like for most people, and I'm, I'm going to use fitness as an example, but like, it's like, of course, when you go to the gym and you practice it, you get better at it. And I think for things that feel really in, like intangible and mindset-based and intuition-based, it's so hard to take that first step. And so I love that. And I think if we boil it down, it's the same for everything, right? It's the same for everything. So that's that's like spot on. I love that. Totally. So I guess a couple more things. I feel like I could pick your brain in so many different ways. And um, I actually hate the saying pick your brain, but I feel like we're just, it's just like very conversational. And I love, um, you know, how much we've been just communicating and, and sharing and, and, and all of that. Um, Kat also has a podcast, quick plug here. She also has a podcast, which is awesome that I was blessed to be on um, as well. So it's been really fun to to get to know you and, and your business more. But talk to everyone about your your retreats, right? I know that that was kind of a big extension of your business, right? Instructor built, you know, more retreat style, experience style. So can you talk to us more a little bit about that? Yeah, I would love to. And I think that is such a good topic too, because I know a lot of, if you're a yoga instructor listening, I, I think a lot of yoga instructors love retreats. And it's something that I hear often of like, I want to get started with retreats. Like, where do I begin? So for me, that was like a dream. My initial dream before leaving corporate was really like, I want a job that I can be, have full autonomy of my life and be able to travel, work from anywhere 
And I think I wrote my new notebook in like 2015. Like I imagine myself traveling to new beautiful destinations and changing lives wherever I go. <laughs> that is the goal. Um, so anyways, the reason, the, the way that I got started in that and that I would really recommend too is going on retreats. There's been a lot of people that reach out and they're like, I want to start retreats. I'm like, have you been on a retreat? Well, no, but I'm like, okay, well, you got to go on a retreat. Like you're going to get so much experience. And I actually, the way that I got in like connected to lead retreats was by going on that first retreat. I talked to, you know, the owner of the retreat company the you know, built a relationship with her and the teacher. And then, you know, when I got more into my teaching journey, I just reached out and said, Hey, if you ever need a teacher for a retreat, I would absolutely love it. And she, you know, within a year was like, Hey, we have this opportunity. Um, I think it was for Cuba. And would you like to like jump on this retreat? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like, let's go. Um, and, and so I built it up. That's how I started. And then eventually branched out on my own to do my own retreat. So this is more like international retreats. And, but I would really say you learn so much from experiencing. So I know that we've kind of mentioned before, like find a coach who has a coach and it kind of like plays into that with like, if you're a yoga instructor, but you never go to anyone else's, you never practice yoga, you only teach. There's going to be a lot that you're not picking up on to become really a master of your craft. And this goes for any industry, but it's like what you want to do, you should also practice, right? Like the best teachers are also lifelong students. They're constantly learning. They're constantly growing. They're constantly picking up new little like ways of doing things and adapting them to their own style. And that helps you be not only a better teacher, but same if you want to lead retreats, that's going to help you lead a better retreat because you can pick up, oh, I love that. I didn't like that as much. Oh, I would do that. I probably wouldn't do that, et cetera, et cetera. So first step is to go on retreats <laughs> and a picture that is like the investment of you learning to grow retreats as part of that process. I love that. So everyone has full permission to go on a vacation and yes. enjoy. No, it's so true, right? Like expensive. I think even yeah, even as an instructor myself, right? The the best way for me to learn was to go to classes. I think I was going to like 10 more classes than I was teaching when I first started. Right? Now my body will break in half if I do that, but still it's like, you know, like you just learn and you you grow. And I think similar to the conversation that we had around even like investing, right? It becomes, it's like, you just know, like that's how you feel into your intuition. Right. It becomes easier every time you do it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love that. What's your favorite retreat that you've been on? If anyone's looking for a retreat, Uh, you're like my own, but I'll be going to Bali, leading a retreat in Bali. No, um, but I will. But um, <laughs> so my favorite retreat, honestly, okay, that I haven't led. I will say my first retreat to Tulum. I it was magical. This was many years ago, um, but I absolutely loved Tulum. I loved just being able to lay on the beach and have that time just for clarity and like really downtime. And then also like the movement and just the food, incredible, like all the things 
that's probably, and it could be partly because it was my first retreat as well, but that is probably the, my favorite retreat that I've attended. Beautiful. I love that. And please share, when is your retreat in Bali? Well, here's the funny story is it was supposed to be for April, 2020. We know how that went. It was literally like we were a week away, like, oh my God, what do we do? Are we, are we going? <laughs> um, so now it's been pushed back, pushed back, but I believe April now of 2023. So next April is when we're the Bali. I saw you're going to Bali actually. I am oh, right going now. to Bali. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible. This has been awesome. I know like we have so many directions and so many ways in which we could even go further. I would love, honestly, if we're, if we're planning ahead and this is where my business coaching mind and just my planning controller mind goes is I'd love to have you back for more grief, um, sharing more, a little bit about your grief journey and how that, um, you know, completely catapulted you probably into entrepreneurship because you saw the value of life and the value of health and the value of clarity. And I'd love to bring you back to do a little bit more about that. Um, because it is such a big part of our brand and and even Melissa and my journey, of yeah. course. So. Yeah, I would love that. So Kat, where can everyone find you? We also, I'm going to let you share because oh, I'm yes. so excited and I get like giddy as fuck talking about it, but where can people find you and what's happening on May 1st? The best day ever. <laughs> so <laughs> you can find me on Instagram is where I mostly hang out at Kat Sanuski. Um, hopefully my name, well, you should be able to see this. We'll put it in the Nobody ever sure. figures that one out um, without some help. So Kat Sanuski on Instagram. Uh, my website is katsanuski.com. Also bewellevents.com is where you can find all the events stuff and the Be Well method on Instagram. So on May 1st, we have the fourth annual Be Well Fest, which Mooch will be there speaking on a building your community panel that I'll be on as well. And a couple of other amazing, just like fitness entrepreneurs. Just amazing. Thank you, Kat, so much. We appreciate you. Thank you, Mooch. The wellness fitness space, which is cool too. So basically it is a one day retreat, like a one day local retreat. And, uh, it's a full day event on Sunday, May 1st, the whole morning portion is all a wellness immersion. That's really designed for you to tap into like yourself, your body and get all of the good vibes flowing so that you're able to soak up the business portion, the growth event. And it's going to be an epic opportunity for networking. Um, it's in a, absolutely gorgeous venue in Milton, New Hampshire, which is kind of a central point for Boston, New Hampshire, um, Portland, Maine. And uh, it's just going to be the most incredible, inspiring, motivating, kick-ass day ever. And I can't wait. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Um, So if you guys are in the New England area, if you're Connecticut, Rhode Island, fucking Pennsylvania. Get your booties up here May 1st. Yeah. Even if you're not, just fly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm from wherever. We want yeah, more friends here. Exactly. Um, no. And, and we're just so, I'm so excited to, to be a part of this. I can't wait. And you know, what you've created, Kat, is incredible. Um, I can't wait to experience it firsthand and, and support you in growing it and, and all of that. So 
I'll drop all of your information in the show notes so people don't have to guess on how to spell your last name. And I'll make sure that everyone has the information to sign up. If you guys are available on May 1st, it's going to be incredible. I can't wait. Uh, most of you know Allie Raymer, great friend of mine. She's going to be doing sound healing. Like Kat has completely set it up. So I'm super excited for this. Um, and we hope to see you there. Yes. <laughs>